Quaker meeting in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> you can find more information about our community at westhillsfriends.org. As a Quaker community, we encourage everyone to share from their hearts. Especially as it pertains to God's leading in their lives. These words are shared into a community that values the opportunity to respond in dialogue about what is said. The responses and dialogue are not included in this recording. The views expressed in this content are solely those of the original contributor. And do not necessarily speak for the entire West Hills Friends community. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Morning light was starting to creep into the windows of our home on July 10th, 2016. I was sitting on a stool next to an inflatable pool in the middle of our living room. In the pool was my partner, and as I held her hands, she pushed and pushed. One of the midwives said, there she is. And I looked at the bottom of the pool to see my daughter named after light Lucia swimming. The midwife scooped her up and I watched as her blue face broke the surface of the water. This moment is perhaps the most confusing emotional moment I have ever experienced. It is 100% awe, joy, and miracle and 100% terror. Part of my brain was able to say, oh my gosh, there she is. And another is, is she okay? We all held that complexity as we waited for Lucia to draw her first breath. One of the midwives calmly said, get me the oxygen, please. And suddenly the joy terror proportion tipped entirely to the terror side. A midwife rolled over a metal canister of oxygen and held out a tiny mask in the direction of the midwife holding my daughter. And we waited there, suspended until the tiniest cough, a little gurgle, and then her chest expanded. There it was, the first breath, and with it, the final connection made to this thing that grew in mystery and darkness, life, day one. On Friday of this week, December 4th, 2020, I called my mom on FaceTime. When she picked up, she was laying down on the couch with a mask positioned under her chin. Hi, mom, how are you? She struggled to sit up, but once upright took a big, deep breath and said in a raspy and labored voice, I'm okay. And after those two simple words, she brought her elbow to her mouth and coughed and coughed and coughed. Once she was done, she took another wheezy breath followed by a deep exhale. She sighed in the way that says, 
I am so tired. I was witnessing what COVID-19 was doing to my mother. The person who carried me and her body for nine months and who witnessed my first breath. When I hung up the phone, I closed my eyes and I found myself standing in a crowd in downtown Portland as if in a dream. I looked to my right at a sign hoisted in the air and it was as if the entire crowd was reading that one sign and shouting it out loud. I can't breathe. These words were uttered with the last remaining oxygen in Eric Garner's lungs before the chokehold he was in by a New York City police officer took his life. And six years later, the same words, I can't breathe, uttered by George Floyd with the weight of a white police officer's knee on his neck before his breath was taken from him. All of the stories we have heard in Godly Play this year have had a consistent theme running through them. As the people of God found themselves disconnected from their homelands, there were worries about whether or not God would be with them in the new places they were going. We spent a few weeks in Godly Play hearing stories about the tent that was created as a dwelling place for God, and then the temple. That struggle, to know if God is with us, that has been with us forever, hasn't it? It is a question we carry with us all the time. And so these next few weeks, we enter into the mystery of God coming to us. And we think about what unfolded in Bethlehem that night 2,000 years ago when a baby was born. And just like all the other mothers and fathers before, Mary and Joseph waited in that terrible mystery to see their tiny baby's chest fill with oxygen and cry out for the first time. It was the ultimate way of God making themselves present and real to us in a human baby, breathing the very air we all breathe. What a miracle that is the greatest expression of connection to us. God drawing a breath, breathing in oxygen into real human lungs. Years ago, I started looking into Christian contemplative practices, and I started to find myself feeling a bit annoyed by what seemed to be an overemphasis on breathing. I found myself saying, yes, okay, I get it, I will breathe. Now let's get on to the good stuff. And by good stuff, I meant the heady stuff. I started to realize how much my Western self was showing up to these practices that had been so heavily influenced, influenced by Eastern traditions. I wanted to intellectualize contemplative practice, because that is the legacy of Protestantism that I have inherited. The only worthy exercise or practices of faith and prayer had to do with thinking. I was often taught that it was the devil who tried to distract me during prayer, 
to make my mind go off in a million other directions. And it became an intellectual exercise to beat back the devil in my brain. But guess what? That never worked. And now I know by practice what the contemplatives knew with so much assurance. Breathing is the pathway to connection, to centeredness, to discernment, to presence with the divine. I have found that the best way for me to enter into open worship on Sunday mornings or any other times of prayer or meditation is that I must pay attention first and foremost to my breathing. Paying attention to the breath coming into my body and coming out, sometimes for a few minutes, sometimes for 30 of them. That is why, that is the way I calm my mind and settle into that sweet spot with God where my heart is fully open. This is where I can discern if the voices in my head are mine alone or the quiet leadings of the divine. If I am unable to be present with my breath, my connection to God feels severed. It is a whole integration between the work my brain is doing and the work the rest of my body is doing. Without that whole connection, commu connection and communication feels nearly impossible. What is the expression, I can't breathe, but a proclamation of disconnection? It is disconnection that allows one to continue to kneel on someone's neck while they say, I can't breathe. It is disconnection that made someone distrust the experts and to be cavalier about wearing a mask and taking proper precautions to spread COVID-19 in my stepfather's workplace. And as a result, I now see my mother and grandmother struggling to breathe. That person does not see the connection they have with the people who love my parents and wish to see them breathe for decades more. It is disconnection that fuels our ever increasing destruction of our environment that will only continue to make it harder for us to breathe clean air. One of my biblical studies professors taught us that the word for God in Hebrew, which we pronounce as Yahweh, was actually a word created to be intentionally impossible to say. Many think that the word Yahweh was actually supposed to be a sound, like we use the word pop or bam. Go ahead and say the word Yah as you inhale and the word way as you exhale. Scholars think that Yahweh is the sound of breathing. God's name is in our breathing. We say the name of God with each breath. We say the name of God 
with each breath. I think this speaks to our Quaker hearts, that there is that of God in every person. There is that of God in each sacred, precious, miraculous breath, a signal that God is with us, connected with us. Allow us to let our breath be our guide. May it be the signal, a clue to when we found ourselves disconnected from ourselves and our neighbors. Here's some queries for our time of open worship. We are about to enter into open worship. I wonder if you might spend the entire time we have together in silence paying attention to your breathing. What happens for you as you do that? Do you notice anything different about your connection with the inward teacher? This Advent season, how are you living in the mystery of God connecting, connecting with us with a tiny baby that took his first breath over 2,000 years ago? What stirs in your heart when you hear the phrase, I can't breathe? Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We're really happy that so many of you are finding it to be helpful and as a way to stay connected with what's going on with us here at West Hills Friends. If you'd like to stay connected with us in other ways, we have a couple options for you. You can check out our website. It's westhillsfriends.org. There you'll find some more information about who we are as a community. You can also follow us on Facebook. We have a Facebook account by just searching for West Hills Friends. You can also follow us on Instagram. We have a Instagram account with the name West Hills Friends. So we hope that you'll get connected with us in other ways. And again, thanks for taking the time to listen to this podcast.